Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Carl's here. They said it wouldn't happen. It was sort of like the Eagles uh, <laughs> when hell freezes over, but it's going to freeze tonight because NSYNC is going to be on stage in New York City. And yes, that includes Justin Timberlake. They will be at the MTV Video Music Awards. Yeah, they said it wasn't going to happen. And um, but, it's been, so it's been 10 years since they performed together. They, they did get together, like, on Ellen, I think, five years ago. Right. Uh, but did not perform. So. Guess what? You know what everyone wants to see. They want to see him perform again, but it ain't going to happen. They're just going to be on stage. I, I think I know what's up. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, what do you think is up? Uh, this is a teaser, basically. They and, know that everybody wants them to perform tonight. They're not going to. We know that they're not going to. Um, but they also, there's another teaser that. Uh, came out last week where it certainly seems like they are doing a song together for the new Trolls movie. Which is comes what, out later this year. Which is why I think they're not going to sing because they want to lead up to that big reveal. Exactly. And, you this know. the teaser. Well, and also, if they, a little if they go on stage, everybody's going to want to hear their old stuff. So I don't think they want to perform a new song and then get a reaction. Oh, they didn't do Bye Bye Bye. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And I think you just said the one Inzing song you know, didn't you? <laughs> okay, so what? <laughs> That's all right. I only know like one other than that too myself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is. But well, I just got teaser. busted. <laughs> I thought you would let that let that go. Couldn't let it go. Couldn't let it go. <laughs> this is the teaser, but you're gonna get. I, I'm not gonna get well, 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 this, well, well, but you're going to get them performing. But we haven't talked about. We, we have not talked about something. Justin Timberlake has been. Uh, like steadfast over the years that, that not he's not going back to NSYNC. He's not going back to NSYNC. Now it looks like they do have a song, and I think there's a reason why Justin has come back into the fold. Well, a lot of it is to rehab his image, right? He's had a tough last right. year or so. Yeah. I mean, there's the Britney Spears controversy. Uh, people haven't forgotten about the Janet Jackson incident. There was the issue where he was seen allegedly cheating on his wife as well with a cast member. Uh, of a project that he was working on. So look, everyone loves NSYNC. Everyone always says, hey, we want to see them get back together. Okay, let's do a song together. We have a fun movie coming out uh, in the Trolls movie. Let's do the appearance on the VMAs. I think it's kind of the PR machine uh, working in his favor. Right, it works now for Justin. Obviously, it works for the rest of the guys. So they kind of need each other now. But I guess the question and is... And okay, by the way, his last album didn't do... It didn't do that great. Yeah. So if, if, if they do this song... I guess the question is, would they actually go on tour? Would they record an album? Is this a one-off or is Justin, I, I don't know what his state of mind is, is Justin saying, I can do better with him than without him? They better go on tour, you guys. Millennials have been waiting for this. We're salivating at the mouth. And they're not getting any younger. Well, no well they're not getting any younger. And <laughs> no, we that did. means Wait, you guys. No, we meant you. We meant oh. you. Not in sync. <laughs> Yeah, that too, I guess. But the thing is, is that we kind of felt cheated during the Super Bowl. A lot of people were speculating that they were going to reunite then when Justin had headlined the Super Bowl, but that didn't happen. And then last night, a bunch of fans had 
noticed that a bunch of the guys were popping up in, in New York. You know, Justin was at the U.S. Open. Joey, like, took some photos with fans. Lance Bass was there. They saw, like, Chris did some kind of tribute to 9-11. So it was kind of New York-related. And so, of course, everyone was just like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. And he, here, here's the thing. It might be a soft roll, which we're totally fine with that. But bring the tour. It, it's worked great for Backstreet Boys. It'll do great for It anything. is time. It's, what, it's been 20 years since their heyday. And that's generally when things come back. We come back around after 20 years, then it's time for a resurgence. Everyone gets nostalgic. So if they did go back on tour, would this be as big as the Backstreet Boys? It would probably be bigger because, look, I, I was always BSB, so don't come after me, you guys. But I do feel like NSYNC was kind of the bigger band because Justin Timberlake was such a star. He was the only one that really survived as like a solo artist. I mean, he, like I said, he headlined, headlined the Super Bowl. He was massive. But that, because of the JT power, that made them bigger than Backstreet Boys. In my opinion, still, still like Backstreet Boys, don't come for me. Still great. What up, dope people? This is Mo Lynch representing that glove state. Go blue. Wolverine. Go blue. Yes, sir. NSYNC is like the Wu-Tang, the Jodeci, new edition for white people. <laughs> they need to just come on stage, present what they're going to present, and then just drop a bye-bye-bye performance out of the blue and just shut the house down. I, I like I the way, metaphor. I, I like the way he thinks. You, you can't... Uh... Okay, look, this is the craziest thing. I cannot believe what happened last night. I cannot believe this. With all the buildup, with the, you know, just... The, the, Look at this scene. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers running out with a flag. A 9-11 running out with a flag for his first game with the New York Jets. How could it be more exciting than 80 this? 80-something thousand people in the stadium going crazy. Thrilled for this moment. And, uh, lasted, and then it was it over. It lasted five <laughs> minutes. And then it was over. It really is one of the more, it's like a roller coaster ride where oh. that Aaron Rodgers, they've now confirmed today, I'm sure you heard about the injury last night, Today, an MRI confirmed that he has torn his Achilles tendon and he is done for the season. And everyone, I know he's 39 years old, so now the question is, right there, is that the last play we will ever see of the future Hall of Famer? Oh, it, I, I, Charles, I think there's a really good chance that it is. He's going to be 40 years old in December. I mean, I, you know, despite what Tom Brady has done, quarterbacks don't play into their 40s, and to have to deal with this substantial injury I think it's the most devastating injury in, in NFL history the Jets they were Super Bowl contenders they were the biggest storyline of the entire offseason <laughs> oh god I can't even watch this that video please don't, re- don't don't do that again Reagan no, wow <laughs> legs not supposed to go like that it's just it's devastating I, I don't I, I, I don't like the New York Jets I am a Giants fan there's a rivalry I, I felt sick to my stomach watching this it's just so awful well you really? know who else you know who else felt sick to his stomach but didn't exactly express it that way is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this oh, shows hard that grammar is important. Grammar matters. Yes. Crazy. I have said this for a long time that grammar matters, and Patrick Mahomes on a huge stage last night uh, proved it. So he's watching the game and reacted to the Aaron Rodgers injury. He said, hate that man. Praying for the best. Well, people And everyone went, went after him. Like, what are you? And they said, you're, he's laying on the ground and you hate right. that man? Way, way to kick him when do he's that. down. Here's the problem. Right. Yeah. He didn't put that comma in before the word man. So because for it's, all those that, people man. who just say, oh, this is text language. We don't have to put in grammar. We don't need punctuation. 
it matters. And someone said something to him because he went in and edited his uh, tweet and said, hate that man. Good thing Elon Musk put that editing feature onto Twitter or X or whatever well, it's called. Well, yeah. I wasn't actually thinking of Elon as much as I was the fact that uh, the old man here is having a birthday today and he's acting like an old man saying, oh, these kids just don't know grammar. That's the problem. So, first um, of all, happy birthday. birthday first, of all, first of all, older <laughs> man. First of all, older man, you say it too. So don't act like I'm out here on an island and I'm the only one I saying know, it. I know, but I'm, I'm welcoming you to the club. So. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, this. I mean, look, um, the only silver lining here is that um, Aaron Rodgers gets to keep the $75 million um, that was guaranteed well, in this that contract. Who's that silver lining for? Yeah, I feel like that's no solace to him today, Harvey, though, because he was rich. She's been rich for a decade and a yeah, half. And, that's true. Uh, it's the guy wanted to play. He I really mean, wanted to play. Bought a house there, was like Mr. New York. Was going to Broadway. Plays like was really he enjoying was being He was soaking up and, New York, and it lasted five minutes. Five minutes. Just, just for the record, I did not see <laughs> a single snap of Aaron Rodgers' oh, career as a New York Jet because I was driving home, I was listening on the radio, and by the time I got upstairs and turned on the TV, he was already on the ground, and I was like, what's happening here? What? Oh my God. What? I, so I missed the three plays that he actually it's was just... standing upright for. Hey guys, Bo Morgan here in Atlanta, and the Aaron Rodgers injury last night, four plays in, is the worst ending that we've had in the state of New Jersey since the Sopranos series finale. <laughs> it just cut to darkness. Which, ironically enough, is most likely what Aaron Rodgers is going to have to go into, another darkness retreat, to figure out if he wants to come back and rehab and try to play another season in his NFL career. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, he, he might. I mean, this just must be so disappointing for him. And I, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I feel terrible. I mean, everybody feels it's terrible for him. It's that. awful for this football fan I know. in general. Oh, Kevin Costner and Christine Baumgartner have settled, or the judge, rather, has settled the... Yeah, the uh, judge settled the it. The child well, support. They didn't settle it. Yeah, the child support issue. And Kevin won. Which Kevin came out on top in, and he is going for uh, another victory in what is certainly going to be a long, long war. I want to dispute that a little bit. It's not that he's going for a victory. He is blocking her from trying to get more money. And I say... That's it, not... If he does block, if he is successful, it will be a victory. then it will be a victory. But he's not going for it. She started going for something right. that he's just blocking. Like she started going for bigger child support, okay, and he I ended up winning. Because so of your just, age, just, now you're into the grammar thing and everything. Just say okay, that I got gotcha. you. It's okay. fine. Okay. Yes, uh, so the battle now is over attorney's fees. And Christine wants Kevin to pay for hers, which is not unheard of. That's well, but here's what's unusual about it. There are attorney's fees that have not yet been incurred. So what she's saying is this. I want to challenge the spousal support limitation in the prenuptial agreement because I want spousal support. And um, her lawyers filed a document saying it will take about $855,000 to challenge that point. Um, there's going to be a trial on it in a couple of months. Well, Kevin's lawyer, Laura Wasser, was just incredulous and said, based on their fee, you're saying it's going to take her like lawyers more than 1,100 hours to figure out how to argue 
that the spousal support provision shouldn't be enforced. Now, we should say, Harvey, it's very common, it happens in every big case, that the wealthier of the spouses typically will be ordered to pay the attorney's fees of the less wealthy spouse. So there's nothing unusual there. But it's the timing of it, because you're right, they're doing it, they're asking for it before the fees have been incurred, number one. And number two, it's nearly a million dollars for ridiculous. something I'm that's sorry. going to happen very shortly in the future. I mean, I'm always one for lawyers to get paid, but this seems a little outrageous. <laughs> it seems ridiculous. So look, so already what Kevin has done is this. He's paid her $300,000 in legal fees. He claims that she took $105,000 additionally from his accounts that she shouldn't have taken to help pay the lawyers. And now she wants $855,000. So what they're saying is, look, you guys have been losing the whole time. In fact, you know, we talked about the child support. Right. Kevin said the appropriate amount was 63,000. She wanted 248,000 a month, but he said he was willing to give her 75,000 a month, more than the 63, just to right. end the fight. And she wouldn't end the fight, and the judge so, ordered the 63, this, so she lost even that. So everyone seems to, except for Christine's attorneys, agree that that number she threw out is absurd. Is this gamesmanship? Is part of it like a negotiation? Like, I'm going to ask for this. I know I'm not going to end up getting that, but it'll be, I'm setting a bar so that I can end up somewhere. There's another way of looking at it, and Jason, you, I, you know this well. At a point, you settle. Because sometimes you actually do better settling than if you fight it out in court, which she just learned with child support. She would have gotten 75000 instead of the 63000 The only people who benefit when you don't settle the are lawyers. the lawyers, right? It is always in their best interest to find a resolution that makes the most sense because he may, he's going to have to pay some of her lawyer's fees. That's unquestioned. And he's going to have to pay his own as well. And they're not cheap. And so we're talking about big time six, maybe even seven figures that he's looking at in future fees. He's better off settling. Christine Baumgartner is certainly better off settling. It just seems like the natural place for this to go. Dr. Rose Schmidt calling in from Austin, Texas. I agree with Kevin Costner's lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but I would say that fair is fair. If you have already settled, the prenup is there, why are you asking for more money? You might end up with absolutely nothing. And there's a, a measure of just being an honest person and pure. So I wish them both well, but I'm on Kevin's side. Since you're a doctor, I got this thing in my elbow that <laughs> I, it's been bothering me when I swim. I'm wondering if you can help me out. I'm not sure what kind of doctor you are. But I'm a PhD doctor, not a medical doctor. Oh, but don't. Oh. Well, well what do you got that? What would you do with the elbow anyway? I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. By the way, not to nitpick, but just to explore how big the number is. You said 850,000 is actually 885,000. Ah, excuse me. So apologize. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on. All right, uh, moving on to Taylor Swift's big night in New York City, and you know, for a while we we're like, oh, what happened to the squad? Like this group of friends she rolled with. Squad is back. A little different look, um, but they were all out for a fancy dinner last night. Talking Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Was he part of the squad? He wasn't before, but he's in now. Okay. Channing Tatum, Zoe Kravitz, they're in. They showed up and um, Taylor was there, obviously. Actually, was Taylor sort of like the fifth wheel? There were some other people who were there as well. Oh, um, Cara Delevingne was Taylor there. Taylor is never the fifth wheel, Charles. She well, is, she's the nucleus you had of two this. Couples. She's why they're all there. What are you talking about? You had two couples, and yeah. she's not coupled up. So, or at least, oh. doesn't oh. appear she is. Do they know unfamous people? Probably not. 
I mean, Taylor's been famous since she's been 15, so it's not like she's been around a whole bunch of normies her entire life. All she knows is famous people. There's Cara Delevingne coming out with I her. I suppose yeah. that's right. But I Oh, and Gigi Hadid was there also. So there were do some like, single Kara ladies. Do like Cara and Blake, do they mind? Because I feel like Taylor, we, every, like, we only see her when she's not dating someone. Whenever she is like in a serious relationship, we never see her out with a squad. It's only when she's single. Like, that's don't use me when you're but single. No, no, but no. That's, that's a really interesting point. It is true, but that's kind of true of most people, isn't it? That's, like, But it shouldn't be hang out with your friends just because now that you're taken, you're not going to see me like all the time, so you're only going to use me when you're single to go out? Well, it's called you have a significant other, so you spend a significant amount of time But why can't the significant other, other be part of the squad? Yeah, it's like how Ryan because, Reynolds is there and Channing Tatum's there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is there. Yeah, but then Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively would be talking about all their exes and in front of the new guy, and then it gets awkward. And... Well, they could talk about, oh, you mean Taylor's exes? Yeah, exactly. That's why would they not, do that? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Who doesn't yutch their friends that way? You Come on. sound like a terrible wingman. That's all I'm getting from this. Like, you're awful. Taylor Swift dinners have more clout uh, than royalty. I've never seen a celebrity attract uh, more stars. Even our concerts are star-studded. It's true. Everybody wants to be around her. That's for certain. Well, the case of Danilo Cavalcante, the escapee, uh, the prison escapee, has just taken a really dangerous turn uh, after he broke into someone's house and stole a 22 uh, caliber rifle. He is on the loose. They are shutting down at least one school because people are terrified. This is a man who was convicted of murder. He has a long rap sheet um, since he came to the United States and they don't know where he is. Yep, don't know where he is and it is, um, you know, you asked an interesting question this morning. You said, you, you asked me if I thought there were people who were rooting for yeah. him. And I know that people become sort of folk heroes sometimes. Like a D.B. Cooper. Right. And that there are people rooting for him. And I, I think you were maybe the worst of people, but after last night, I think that's got to have changed. I hope right? you're right. Um, so how in the world are the police going to track this guy down, who they already said was established was extremely dangerous, but now they know that he is armed. Um, and if he, I don't know if he has his hand on any ammo, but... This is a really scary situation. So joining us right now is someone who has been involved in several of these manhunts. Uh, he is a retired U.S. Marshal, uh, also was in the military. Art Roderick, uh, welcome to TMZ Live. Hey, Art. Thanks, guys. How you doing? We're good. Um, Art, they don't know where he is, and it seems like this perimeter has kind of gone up in smoke. What are the chances this guy gets away? Well, I don't think he's going to get away. I mean, uh, you, Grant, you're right. I mean, the perimeter has shifted three or four different times. We started with a one-mile to two-mile perimeter. That went to eight to ten miles, which is a pretty tough perimeter to maintain, and then back to like a mile and a half. But now uh, I don't think they really have a great idea. I know they're doing a major push into an area right now, but they're coming up with nothing. Um, and and this this has been the problem from the very beginning is that this individual is not 
not a survivalist in the sense that we think of like a Bear Grylls type individual, but he is, he does know how to street survive. And that's basically what he's doing here. He did it in Brazil and now he's doing it in the U.S. He's able to steal uh, items that he needs in order to survive. And that's what he's done since he's got out over the past two weeks. Yeah. Art, when you're, when you're uh, tracking someone like this, do you operate under the theory that they are trying to get away or are they trying to steal something, inflict harm? Now this guy is out there with a rifle that has a scope. And yeah. do you have more, does that make it more fearful when you're out there in the field or do you think he's just running? I mean, I, I think he's trying to get back to Brazil. I mean, that has been the inference the whole time. And, you, and you've seen him contact individuals in the Pennsylvania area that he had a past association with. And I can tell you that now that we know, we've confirmed that he's got a firearm, obviously this notches it up several steps. But I mean, initially when he got out, we, we did assume more than likely that he's gonna try to get a weapon and that, you know, we've, we've been saying he's armed and dangerous the whole time. So it, it uh, you know, now that we've confirmed he's got a 22 rifle with a scope and a flashlight, um, uh, you know, obviously this, this raises it up uh, pretty high from, from a law enforcement perspective, but I think he's trying to get back to Brazil to uh, people that he knows down there that can help him out. Uh, even though he's more than likely wanted for a homicide down there, um, you know, that's where he's trying to get to. That's what I think is happening here. Uh, it's it's odd that he's maintaining uh, his his location in that particular area. I mean, we know he stole a van. I figured he'd be heading south uh, at this point in time, but it looks like he's staying in that area and trying to get help from uh, people that he knew in the past. So um, this is not a great story for law enforcement you know, from escaping from the prison the way he did to misjudging what the perimeter should be. Um, this is not their finest moment. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if you recall the, the escape that occurred in Dannemora back in 2015, where you had uh, two individuals, one named Matt, the other one named Sweat, who had got out from a uh, secure facility also, and they were out for 35 days. So it, it's not unusual, the time frame that we're talking about here, but I do agree. I mean, it looks kind of bad for law enforcement, but, but I have to tell you, having worked hundreds of these cases, I will tell you that we have about 2,000 to 2,300 escapes every year from facilities, state, local, federal facilities, but 90% of those are from minimum security facilities, and they're usually caught right away within a couple of days or actually a couple hours. So this this is this is entering a new phase for us. But I will tell you from the U.S. Marshals' perspective, you know we have manhunts which are very resource intensive and require a lot of individuals. But the Marshal Service also plans for the long term investigation. We always look at okay, what happens if this continues a couple of weeks and a month down the road? So I can tell you that the Marshals are contacting everybody in that area that he knows, but also contacting anybody in the U.S., any place else that he might have uh, any type of association with. By the way, you know, that crab walk he did, have you seen yeah. something like that, Art? I, I mean, I've heard about prison breaks, obviously, and, and we've covered them. I've never right. seen on camera yeah. that happening. Have you ever seen in any of the cases that you covered, seen someone getting out that way? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the majority of facilities we have in the U.S. have video cameras. This this is unusual. I mean, uh, you know, there was an escape there just a month ago. 
uh, from an individual sort of doing the same thing, using a piece of exercise equipment to get up on the roof and make the, make the escape. And supposedly they went and put more razor wire there, but obviously that didn't, didn't, um, didn't help in this particular escape. And they actually fired the guard that was in the tower uh, just a few days ago. So, right, right. Um, you know, obviously, I, I, when you look at it from a national basis, we're about down. We're we're down about thirty percent in corrections officers around the country in any facility that you look at. So a lot of that weighs into it too. They're just we just don't have enough people to maintain the shifts. People are working overtime, and that's when you get these security lapses. Huh. Wow. Well, look, we really appreciate the time uh, and the perspective, Art. Thanks. No problem, Harvey and Charles. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks. Crazy. By the way, Art knows his stuff. He's in the middle. He's working on a, a documentary about an, the 19, was it 61 or 62, uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Oh. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm in. Jonathan Majors, the Creed Three star, also is going to be villain in the next round of Avengers films. Um, you know, he's... Got his hands full with uh, a legal issue still in New York City where an ex-girlfriend has accused him of assault. He has actually produced video, uh, you know, and denied, and denied. denied it and said that, look, here's evidence. That so the case is still kind of rolling That's over. still going on. So he's got his hands full. So you would, wouldn't really blame him if he's out in Hollywood, sees a fight going on and just says, I'm not getting involved. Right. That's not what happened uh, because he was actually at uh, an In-N-Out uh, in the drive-thru, and this In-N-Out happens to be across the street from... Hollywood High School. Hollywood High. And as happens often at high schools, there was a fight going on outside of the school. Uh, two women who were fighting, two young ladies, and Jonathan actually got out of his car and went over and broke this up. This is what witnesses have said. The assistant principal was we apparently we there. Con we confirmed it. Yes. Um, there is no video of it, but we got to the scene and we actually got... Uh, Jonathan and talk to him about why he decided to get involved in uh, in this high school brawl. We heard there was an incident um, at In-N-Out Burger that you stepped in and stopped the fight between two young girls. Oh. What happened? School fight, I thought. Oh, a school fight at the Hollywood High School. Yeah. And you just wanted to stop and make sure that nobody got hurt? Of course. Of course. Thanks, Jonathan. Oh, were they okay? Huh? Were they okay? I hope so. Yeah? What can I tell can I ask what happened? They were just fighting and you just pulled them apart? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're all good though. What's your message to the girls? Stay cool. So first of all, uh, good on Jonathan Majors for doing this. It was the right thing to do. He didn't really need a reason to do it other than it just being the right thing to do. He stepped in, good for him. It's unfortunate for him, unfortunately, that there's no, there's no video of this because that would have been great optically. Uh, look, he's got a trial coming up uh, soon. There's a hearing on September 15th, which will eventually set the trial date. Um, and look, he's he's kind of in damage control at this point. He's, his reputation is still kind of on the line here. People are still kind of unsure what to really make of this whole case. I know he's produced the, uh, the surveillance video evidence, but there's more evidence that prosecutors are going to bring at trial, and people are still kind of wary about where exactly they stand on him. So, you know, it's unfortunate that there, that, that video doesn't exist because it would have been a great look to have seen him pulling those women apart. Fabian, I know what you're saying, that it was the right thing for him to do, but the reality is... How many people are really going to get involved in a see a couple high school kids fighting? Noble people, moral and noble people do that actually. So that's what I would say. I don't high know. school kids fighting? 
Yeah, if I saw anybody fighting and getting beating each other up, I, I would imagine that I would step in. That's just me, though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people wouldn't. I agree with Charles. Yeah. And I, also, I know this sounds kind of dumb, but when you're in a line at In-N-Out in the car, well, no, I mean- <laughs> You don't want to give up your spot. Well, you don't want to give up your spot, and, and everybody well, behind you- Well, the good news is, is your car be, is there, is, you can't But everybody behind you is going to be pissed off if you're not moving up. These lines snake around the block almost. They're right. crazy. There's <laughs> a big sacrifice on his part. Hi, everybody. My name's Andrew from New York City. I gotta say, I don't know what they're putting in the French fries, but every fast food place I go to is like a brawl zone now. You know, Jonathan pa Majors was in Creed Three. He probably was in there to train for Creed Four. You know, <laughs> because of his legal fees, he can't afford a boxing gym. Oh come on! Wow. By the way, I just want to say one thing, and I'm sorry. I, I am so envious that at Hollywood High, you can go across There's the an street to an In-N-Out. And I mentioned this in our morning meeting today. And oh, Siobhan Siobhan told me, big news. Siobhan told me that my high school, Cleveland High in the Valley, shout out to Cleveland, um, <laughs> there's now an In-N-Out across the street, so I timed this poorly. Look at Reseda, just I know. look at the glow up in Reseda. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> yes, uh, moving on to Cardi B, who is offering some uh, motherly advice to Krishan Rock. Uh, you know, of course, the Endless tales about Krishan Rock and Blueface. She had the baby, but things being as they are with Blueface, it's not like... It's not easy. Not Yeah, they're not in a great place, and so Krishan may for a while be raising uh, this child on her own. So we got Cardi B out yesterday, and she was in New York City. She's doing the, you know, the promo rounds for bongos, and we asked her if she had any advice for Krishan as she begins, uh, you know, Motherhood, this is her first child. Cardi's had two, and she actually took some time out to offer this tip for Krishan. Whenever like you start feeling like emotional, that means you might not think it's postpartum, but it's postpartum. So when that happens, go outside, take a breather, go drink some coffee, go eat some lunch on your own. Um, when you're like a new mom, like the new schedule overwhelms you. So just do something you know, this was something that calmed you down and peaceful. Honestly, it's great to see Cardi reaching out to Krishan. Um, I feel like a lot of the girls in the game have been reaching out to Krishan and hoping that she does well and kind of separates herself from Blue. They've had a very tumultuous relationship throughout her pregnancy, and I think everyone just wants to see her do well, and they know that she's kind of been out and about since she's had the baby. So they just want to see her take some time for herself, make sure she's in a good spot, and just really, really make sure that she's keeping the baby first. And I also love that Cardi, I mean, the, the wisdom from Cardi, I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it's simple on a level, but just the fact that she's thought this through, I think it's really great. And also, you mean, when Cardi was pregnant, you know, she had some tumultuous uh, situations going on with her and Offset, so it's just good to see that someone that's been through something like this is reaching out, giving Krishan that helping hand, offering her, you know, just that advice coming from the, the older person, she, Krishan's younger. It's good to see, and hopefully Krishan um, takes her advice. Hi, my name is Diamond J. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I really do think that was very kind-hearted and sweet of Cardi to offer advice to Krishan in a time of her being a new mom. We definitely need more people like that in today's time that would give advice and help somebody whenever they're down. Ah, yeah. I just thought of something. We just did two stories about two people who helped other people that, that they didn't even necessarily know. Yeah. How about that? See? Who says there isn't good news? I know. 
Okay, we're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, this is bizarre news. Uh, if you missed it, Abby Lee Miller talking about her infatuation with high school football players. Now, the way she said it, it certainly sounded like she meant currently. Well, Abby is now explaining what she said on that podcast. She thinks that uh, everybody took it out of context, which is strange since she's on video actually saying it, but you'll hear her explanation when we come back. Abby Lee Miller from Dance Moms uh, says that everyone took her words out of context when she was on the uh, Sophia with an F the podcast. The problem with that is it was on video and we heard the whole thing. Yes, we heard her describing, she was talking about Tom Cruise and why she loves Tom Cruise so much and then remembered his movie, All the Right Moves, and then got into this whole thing about how she like, loves football players, loves fo high, high school, school football, football players. players. And then made the point, like... Well, the host kind of tried to bail her out and right, said, said, oh, you mean, like, I like the coaches. the coaches and whatnot. And she said, nope, I like high school. Not ones who used to be in high school, but currently. Those were Abby's words. So, her explanation for this now, as we said, is that she was taken out of context. Um, okay, here, here we go. I do like those hot, athletic, muscular types of guys. The jocks. I always have, and I always will. And they must be able to go out to a club, gamble in Vegas, rent an ADA-compliant, handicapped-accessible van. If you saw the movie, All the Right Moves, starring Tom Cruise, playing a high school football star, then you will know exactly what I'm talking about. This November is my high school class reunion. Shout out, Penn Hills. Whoop, whoop. And I hope that the heartthrob is there. But if he's not, I heard Tom Brady's available. Okay, I mean, she's got okay, a lot of confidence not... here, so there's that. But a lot of people are super confused about this because yeah. she never really said that she doesn't like high schoolers. And I think that was like well, the no, first I, thing. Is she that... was making the point in this second video that she wants people who were... She was. She said in the second video what we thought she meant in the first one. She until said that she, she likes men that club and go to Vegas, and that could be a high schooler. Can I yeah. just say, <laughs> we're not going to unravel this. Period. It, it just doesn't make sense, Abby. Sorry. Hey, I'm Peaceful Piranha from Miami, Florida, and uh, her comments aren't particularly shocking or surprising considering the type of show she's on and some of the behavior that she's exhibited on that show towards children. So for me, the biggest concern is that she works with children and she's making inappropriate comics about yeah, children. That was some of the reaction to what yeah. she said. And again, she said it on that podcast. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, uh, let's talk about um, a mature football player. Well, Abby actually mentioned him. She said she heard that Tom Brady is available. He's not really. I mean, he's dating Arena Shake. And by the way, as, as recently as yesterday. Yes, uh, they were spotted in New York City. But Tom was also doing... Uh, some some dad time while he's in New York. Went out to shoot a few hoops with his son. Oh wow, he's good. I think he's there with Jack. Um, Do you see that? Yeah. Jack's, Jack's got Jack's got game. Wow. Are they going shot for shot? 
they are. Uh, oh. And they even uh, did some one-on-one -on -one action, too. But look at Jack. He is almost as tall as wow. Tom Brady. Tom is 6'4", but what has oh, a lot of people talking step, is Ooh. this happened at the summit in New York, and there is a position opening up in... <laughs> no, I know people are talking about it. Lucas, that's impossible. Yes, there are What, what, what makes you think that? What well, because he that? hasn't trained. He hasn't gone... I, I mean, I really we should good. say for people looks, who are no, he looks great. But we should explain to people what we're talking about. If you haven't heard, Aaron Rodgers because of Aaron Rodgers' injury, there are people. And again, sports talk. This is what they do. And they someone throws out, well, what about Tom Brady? They should go get Tom Brady. It's just very interesting for him to post this Tuesday morning, right after Monday Night Football. To show everyone that he's, he's in he New York. Shoot pickup hoops with his 16-year-old son? We know what he can do on the football field. He doesn't have to prove that. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, none of this means that you can quarterback. No, I know, but I'm just watching. He got NFL. three. That was three in a row. That was, I mean, come on. That was pretty impressive. He is a world-class athlete. I understand athlete. that, but he's a football player, and that was pretty amazing. <laughs> I got to say. Charles from California, Fremont. Um, first of all, I just got to say, you got to admire greatness with the likes of Brady play like that you just know it's in their blood he strives to be the best it's something similar with cristiano as well it's in his dna and you know a lot of people forget he was drafted 199 so it is a lot of hard work a lot of perseverance as well and you know what maybe maybe he's gonna come back i gotta say if that were to happen it's a movie <laughs> that's not just a going movie. to happen i don't think it's gonna Stop happen either. toying with jets fans emotions <laughs> all right <gasps> A little warning, this is gonna be very upsetting for Vanderpump Rules fans. <laughs> because you're about to get a little taste of what you could be having next season if, if Rachel, Rachel came had come back. But she didn't. Yeah. And this is what you're missing out on. So uh, today happens to be Rachel's birthday, and she posted some video. It looks like she's on a trip somewhere with friends, but she posted this very quaint video. Pretty wildflowers, like a farmhouse. She said that she'd been dreaming of this place. Well, Tom commented on that post and said, happy birthday, Rachel. I really hope you're finding peace and happiness. Miss you, friend. Well, that's sweet, isn't it? That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Well, you know how Rachel responded to that? Not well. Not at all. <laughs> she let the world know she has blocked Tom Sandoval. That's his page <laughs> showing that it's blocked. And she added... The little sticker there says, okay, bye. You know, what's interesting about this is I've, I've been speaking to a couple people who are kind of implying that Tom has really, for several months now, I guess Rachel has kind of tuned him out. We're just now seeing and hearing about it. But this was even before she had gone into that uh, mental health facility where she kind of started ignoring him on uh, text message and phone calls. So this is kind of, I think, Rachel's way of maybe saying, her next step of saying, listen, I'm taking care of myself. I'm still healing. This guy is completely out of my life from a situation that right. completely ruined my life. Well, except when, she might when, feel, I, I get it, but is she blaming him for this? I mean, they were both, it sounds like she just wants to move on from it and him reaching out. But do you remember at a point becomes harassment? When I'm she, not saying it's there now, but she may be receiving it that when way. When she was in that facility, he was on an airplane and some passenger got a screen grab right. where they were going back and forth. Then. There was a time when they were communicating. But obviously that time but is But Brendan, why, why is uh, she pissed off at him? I don't know. I mean, I think she's embarrassed by the situation. I don't think she realize the magnitude of what this story would be. I mean, everyone in that friend group turned on her. None of them will still talk to her. 
And I think that was a big reason why she walked away from the show, too, because she realized when she comes back, who am I going to film with? Who's going to be on my side? Everyone was going to be against her, most likely. James Patrick and Florence Carmella. I think this was kind of a creepy move. If he really was sincere, he would have done it privately, not on public uh, forums so he could get publicity. That do they know point. how to do things privately? <laughs> I'm not sure that's that exists. Anyway. Uh, they do. What else you guys want to talk about? Beyonce from Detroit, and I wanted to comment on the NSYNC story. It's always cool to see these guys get back together, give the fans a little something, something what they want, because we miss them every now and then. Whether they perform or they present, it's all good. If they perform, I just hope the fans and them stretch well, because getting older, we don't heal like we used to. <laughs> yeah, ask Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> They're not going to perform. Uh, one more. <laughs> Alberto Arana from White Plains, New York, uh, to see his Achilles snap like a rubber band after four plays. Oh. Truly hard to swallow. No shortage of reactions today. How the Jets respond, they can shock the world here in a good way. Maybe it had to be this way. Can't play with fate. If you ask me, this Jets season is even more interesting now. Well, it is interesting, that's for sure. It will definitely be interesting. It just might not be as successful. We'll see. Well, they won last night. We'll see. They did. Okay. Incredible win. Well, Joe Jonas uh, and his brother still on tour, and Sophie Turner is still at work herself. We, and we have images of her for the first time She's in Spain since now. he filed the divorce. Yeah, she is still shooting that UK TV series, but they have moved the shooting location to Spain. And she is that's her in costume, which is why she's almost unrecognizable. Different hair color, shorter hair, the makeup, yeah. But uh, she's still we, and we haven't on this we series. haven't not seen her at all until now, um, yeah. in the wake of uh, the divorce drama and all that. And uh, I don't know when this thing ends. It's really interesting because with the Jonas with Joe Jonas, we know a lot, and with Sophie, we know very very yeah. very little. So um, to be continued. Happy birthday! No, oh, thank you very much. Sir. Happy Appreciate birthday! It. Uh, we will see you tomorrow.